everyone, and welcome to episode 27 of the Social Liability Podcast, who is having loads of technical difficulties today, so <laughs> let's just see if we actually get through this episode. I am your host, the Razgrees, with my co-host, the Buck Grundle. As we sit around and complain about the people in our lives that violate the social contracts that we all agree to live by. How you been, Bucky? I've been I've been great, man. I've been great. <laughs> I started I started playing this video game. And uh you might have heard of it. It's called Bioshock. Like the and, like the first one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The one for P well, I I don't know what platform it originally came out on, but I'm playing it on PS4 right now. But fair um, okay, fair enough. And, well, you know, the funny part is, in my whole point of this, is that I am very bad, very, like, super duper bad at navigating a video game. Doesn't matter if there's a freaking map. I can't follow the map. Can't follow the map. If I do not enter a room and exit a room the exact same way, I am lost. <laughs> It literally took me two and a half hours to clear a six-room area. Well, look at it this and way. I, look at it this way. You're getting you know, like value for your dollar. You're getting a lot of playtime for your for your dollar. Well, you know, Wife Again bought this game game like prior to me even meeting her. So, well, yeah, I mean, she was probably still in school. <laughs> but that, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did catch me a, a a fine, fine lady that's six years younger younger than me. Well, in fairness, you were probably still in school when that game came out. Maybe, I don't know. maybe I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I don't know, man. Proud graduate of class of two thousand one and a half. <laughs> Fair enough. So we've got a, a plethora of stories tonight, and they all have one. Con- just one uh, co- 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 coherent? No, that's not the right word. Uh, one commonality throughout them all. And we are once again talking about our favorite subject, the Florida man. Florida man, Florida man, does whatever the fuck he can. Makes headlines every time. Florida's paradigm. Look out. Here comes Florida man. Indeed, here comes Florida Man, and in one case, Florida Woman. And we're not going to play the theme song for every single story, because that would just be redundant. So we had to get the Florida Man theme song out of the way. And because we are truly, truly proponents of gender equality, this is not a Florida Man, but rather a Florida Woman story. These are all sent to us by Buck through his um, diligent research, and this is reported by VillageNews.com. Real news right now. And this is a Marsh Bend woman arrested after drinking at Town Square, then getting lost. Yes. I hopefully it, maybe it's not maybe it's not the town she lives in. I, I don't know. A village of Marsh Bend woman was arrested after drinking at Lake Sumter Landing and getting lost on the way home. Diane Marie Pevelek, 62, was driving a white 2009 Chevy vehicle at 8.18 p.m. I love how they have... <laughs> it's a 2009 Chevy vehicle. So, you know, we, we know it's a Chevy. It's really all we know, but it was exactly 8.18 p.m. Yeah. Get your... Get your de- this, the, the material information has been established. We now have enough to proceed forward with the case. I guess. Uh, Saturday, when she made a left turn onto 
Abaco Path, where she entered the cul-de-sac and made a wide turn, according to an arrest report from the Sumter County Sheriff's Office. Her vehicle jumped the curb and drove about 10 to 15 feet into a homeowner's lawn. A community watch driver spotted the vehicle and feared the driver was suffering a medical episode. He pulled to the side of the vehicle on uh, Fenwick Loop and made contact with Pevelek, who had urinated on herself. So, <laughs> I, I, I gotta tell you, in some ways, I, I kind of envy the people that have neighbors that watch over their property, as opposed to me, who has to put cameras all over his property, because... I never even spoken to my neighbors other than to tell them that make their dogs shut the fuck up at three in the morning. But I'm not sure how I feel about the community watch driver just patrolling the neighborhood and, and making contact. And I'm, yeah, I'm real fucking sure this guy called 911 and said, I believe she's having a medical episode. I would love to hear the 911 tape because I guarantee you it says this drunk bitch. <laughs> I, I would imagine that it might say something similar, uh, you know, and this is also a time where omitting this, the actual vehicle, just making it a 2009 Chevy really like stymies the imagination here, because now I have no idea whether she popped the curb in a 2009 Chevy Impala versus a 2009 Chevy Suburban. I mean, like, these two things, you know, there's like at least a ton of difference in exactly just how much damage could could occur here. But in the, and, in, and in, now in... I feel I feel as if I feel as if like I've I've only been given like the steak with no sizzle. It's like a cold, like a cold sirloin. It's like ugh. Well, in the interest of journalism, we had to make sure that we posted on there that Miss Pevlak had indeed urinated on herself because that's relevant to the criminal act. Uh, she told the and the and the time and the time. Uh, she told yes. the community watch driver. I love how they keep saying that. Like he's just the driver. He's got the community watch guy in the back seat with the binoculars. You know, he, this is just the driver. Uh, she told the community watch driver she lives in the village of Marsh Bend and asked him to follow her home. He could smell a, quote, strong odor of an alcoholic beverage, end quote. So this guy is, uh, this guy is man. clearly a guy that, you know, he's worked at the Waffle House for at least 10 years, and he still tells everybody how he's going to go to the police academy. <laughs> you know, giving somebody the title of community watch driver in itself creates a sense of urgency that just does not even need to exist. I think it was, like, I think it was two episodes ago when we spoke about good old Patrol 1 that we used to work with and it's kind of yeah. that's, that's, that's exactly who I'm picturing in this scenario. It's same. Same. <laughs> same. <laughs> when a deputy arrived on the scene, Pevlik told him she was quote, lost and just wanted to get home, end quote. She said she had been at the village of Polo Fields where she had quote, a couple of drinks, and then went to Lake Sumter Landing Square where she had more alcohol and danced. After she left the square, the Lincoln, the New London, Connecticut native got lost. She added that she had been at the square with her singles group. Again, more relevant information in the in the interest of hardcore journalism. A deputy invited... <laughs> I love this. The... But they can't, they can't tell me the damn vehicle. Like, why are they 
why are they even attempting to sound official and and like protect any kind of privacy up to the like you've blown the lid wide off of everything except for the type of the fucking car and that's the most important piece of this whole puzzle <laughs> like 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 <laughs> Now, this this next sentence is the one that just makes me freaking lose it. The deputy invited her to participate in field sobriety exercises and asked if she had any physical conditions that might impact her performance. (laughs) Excuse me, ma'am. Would you like to engage in some field sobriety exercises with me? I'd be ever so pleased if you did. I wonder if he had, like, official stationery. Ooh, and gave her an invitation and everything. <laughs> the Department of Police cordially invites you. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> well, she said she had tennis elbow, but tried to show off of a da- with a dance move, which caused her to fall backward. <laughs> At the time when the exercise were to commence, Pevelak started to leave. <laughs> I just like I just <laughs> Man, would you ever would you like to come over here and do some um field sobriety jumping jacks with me? <laughs> yeah, officer, that that was not a mishap. That was a backsided keister. It was cl- like I clearly clearly executed that perfectly. Hello. I'm just I'll see myself out now. Just leaves like just <laughs> Well, in the police report, the deputy wrote that I asked her where she was going, and she stated she was going to go dance. (laughs) Obviously. Uh, She then refused to cooperate and began to cry. I'm sure I'm impaired, and I just want to go home, she told the deputy. When (laughs) Pevelak was being transported to the Sumter County Detention Center, she began banging her head against the partition of the patrol car. She provided breath samples that registered a .233 and a .30 blood alcohol content, which for those of you not familiar with this this type of medical science, um, that, that equates to being embalmed. <laughs> Punk as fuck! <laughs> that's, that's pretty much the extent of it, yeah. Drunk as yeah. fuck. <laughs> I mean, like, I think there's even a setting on the breathalyzer that says that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not going to say that I've never seen someone put hand sanitizer in one of those tubes to screw with somebody when they were blowing it, but um, I can't confirm or deny that that happens. But even doing that uh, would not register that high. <laughs> what about the fellas in minimum security that were drinking hand sanitizer? I don't even think they blew like that. I don't think so either, but they also got sick as opposed to drunk. Oh, yeah, I know. We were on third shift, and the PA had to come in and give them all IV fluids, and it was just whatever. Back to this lady, man. Back to this lady. I want to hear hear how, like, we got a full circle of this. I don't even know the type of the fucking car, but now I'm, like, emotionally invested here. Let's go. Well, a check revealed that she had been arrested for drunk driving charges in 2009 and 2011 in Michigan. Uh, Pevlak was arrested on felony charge of driving under the influence, and she was booked in the jail and released after posting a $5,000 bond. Unfortunately, that is the end of the story. And I, I, this, this was actually uh, posted to the, to the news site on November 30th, so I'm actually going to bookmark this one, and I'm going to follow up with Ms. Pevlak, because I'm kind of curious. <laughs> so maybe we'll have that in Omnibus 4. So... 
as we said at the beginning of the show, these are all Florida man type stuff. So we are going to go back to a Florida man who I have not read this story yet, Buck. So you tell me if it's going to be a good one. For a man who professed love for a woman he tried to burn to death, investigators say. This is reported in the Sun Sentinel. Uh, This is a South Florida-based newspaper. And... Yeah, how do you you say I love you besides setting someone on fire? And you are... You ought to just dive right into seeing how America's mildly above average hero did it himself. How did Florida man accomplish this, you know, dramatic feat? Well, a man enraged by unrequited love set a woman on fire after finding out she was in an alleged relationship with his stepfather. In this episode of How the Trailer Park Turns. Yeah, if you can't keep it in your pants, keep it in the family. Apparently. Uh, Luis Angel starts with a Q. Quinones? Yeah, let's go with Quinones. I'm probably butchering that. Uh, 53 is accused of pouring gasoline on Angelica Acosta Blanco, 61, and igniting her into flames on Monday night. According to an arrest report that was supplied by the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office, firefighters arrived at the home ablaze in the 71,000 block of San Castle Boulevard in Latana at about 10:30 p.m. and found Quanes. God, I'm gonna, I'm, I really gotta get these names right before we start recording because this is just horrible. But, but the the, the gentleman <laughs> outside with a garden hose trying to extinguish the fire. Okay. So he's got a garden hose. He's trying to put the fire out. But, you know, in contrast to our, our, our first story about the Marsh Bend woman, this was it happened at approximately at about 1030 p.m. <laughs> I think that the police, you see, it seemed like the woman getting lost was like a real open and shut case. And this one doesn't. And I'm going to have to blame it on the fact that the time was not clearly established in the second of cases. Well, Acosta Blanco was set on fire as she ran from the home, investigators said. Ah, during questioning, Juanez said he was enraged about the, quote, romantic relationship between Acosta Blanco and his stepfather, Filberto Alvarez. I mean, these are like the most Spanish names ever. Because he was also in love with her, the report stated. This is like the worst telenovela. <laughs> e en la próxima vez, they. <laughs> how do you give give us your telenovela voice of how the trailer park turns? <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, I don't really know what a trailer park would be in Spanish. Bodega. I mean, like bodega. A what? A bodego. <laughs> That's a closet. I don't care. <laughs> As the closet turns. <laughs> okay. Y en lo próximo de cómo la bodega se vuelta. <laughs> Acosta Blanco had lived in his family's home for years and had cared for Quionez's mother until the woman died about a month ago. Alvarez lived in the property, but in a separate home, authorities said. Quionez said he stormed out upon learning that Acosta Blanco was involved with his stepfather and went to the gas station where he filled a container with fuel. This dude is so mad that his first thought process is, I'm going to burn this bitch. 
And he literally stomps out and goes straight to the gas station to get gas. Hell hath no fury like a woman burned. Oh, that's bad. I'm, I'm going to I'm yeah, we're going to hit the button. Thank you. When he returned home, he poured gas on a Costa Blanca and set her on fire using a lighter. Well, I sure as hell hope he used a lighter and not was rubbing two sticks together. God. Uh, he told police he had been drinking prior to the attack. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Uh, well, wait, you know what? I'm just going to go back. You're like, hopefully you use a lighter. You can see him like sitting there being like, all right. I've doused you with gasoline. You will stay very still. For the next 20 to 35 minutes. (laughs) Why ignite you with a friction fire? (laughs) Wham! You want to talk about sinister? Wham! I mean, there's a psychological aspect of you know it might happen eventually. (laughs) And then the actual act of it happening. (laughs) It's like waiting for Christmas, but not. Witnesses said they saw Acosta Blanca running from the house while on fire. And though Quanez was outside with the hose, he chose to point it at the burning home instead of the victim. Authorities said Acosta Blanca also told witnesses that Quanez was the person who burned her. Now, I love making fun of this stuff, but uh, this is either complete bullshit or some of the worst writing I've ever seen. You know what? I just told, I, I'm I'm banking on the fact that the life insurance was paid up, but the homeowner's insurance wasn't, and that's why he was spraying the house. Okay. So you've seen in movies where somebody gets lit on fire. Uh, everyone has. There's always that movie where the guy gets burst in the flames. Uh, if you ever notice, th- th- those things don't last very long. Um, the reason being is you cannot breathe when you are engulfed in flames. If you do, you will burn your lungs. So, one of the things that they do is they, they, they shoot the scene, they douse the person really quick, because in reality, if you are set on fire, you don't live very long. So, so witnesses say that Acosta Blanco came running from the house. She came running out on fire, but he was already outside with the hose. I mean, what did he literally do? Pour the gas on her, throw the, the freaking Zippo at her, and run outside to the hose that was already lit, and then the neighbors just happened to be outside to see her come running outside as he's standing there at the hose? That makes like, no sense whatever. I'm calling bullshit. The story is complete horseshit, and that, that's just all there is to it. Doesn't make sense. I, I, you're looking like you, I see the gears turning. But I still think that the entertainment value... No, I'm just trying to figure out like a like like I have nothing to rebut, and that's why you see the gears turning. I'm like, well, this is where I would go to bat for the other guy, but they, they, like, I'll tell you what, out of all the hills to die on, I ain't standing on top of that motherfucker. Like, no, because I think you like you pin the tail right on that on that ass. Yeah, I mean, this is just the way my mind works. I look for this is the stuff I've done for years, trying to poke holes in people's stories, and that's a. I could drive a truck through that one. But we'll continue with the story as written. Quinn has told investigators he had killed his that he would kill his stepfather instead had he been at home at the time. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, Costa Blanco was taken to the Delray Medical Center in critical condition and then flown to Jackson Memorial Hospital in Miami for treatment for second and third degree burns. Information on her condition was unavailable as of Wednesday. 
Kwanez is facing a charge of attempted first-degree murder and is being held without bond in the Palm County Jail. My name is Felipe Alvarez. You slept with my stepfather. Prepare to die. <laughs> ah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah, the story sounds a little fishy. I'm sure he probably did something. Uh, and I'm sure he probably did set her on fire. But I think the, the witness accounts might be a little off. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. You know, I think everything was true except, like, somebody's got to get the movies out of their fucking head. Because, like you said, you are right. There's no way. Like, gasoline ignites. Like, like even if, well, maybe he left a trail. It's not, I, it's I, not I, as if they, he set her like, arm on the fire and she's sitting there patting going, ooh, stop, stop it, stop. Yeah, no, 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 no. Like, once, once you're doused in gasoline and there's open flame, you are fucked. Like, that's... Like, like unless he was a real idiot or he did some, like, Home Alone shit and, like, rigged up something like she steps here, then the magic knights, like a Rube Goldberg machine, and then poof, and then he can be outside with the hose. Yeah. <laughs> this no, is my alibi. No, no. I'm outside with the hose. I couldn't have possibly been the one to set her on fire. Like, we got to remember here, this took place where? In the where? great state, in the sunshining state of Florida. Of Florida. So, folks, I doubt that he's had some, like, you know, Dr. Evil even type scheme involved. I think that this was just bullcrap. Or, like, you know, a little bit of a, you know. Of something. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, somebody, some, somebody just, like, somebody was coming up on a deadline. They're like, man, I got to make this more interesting. They were like, yeah. It'd be so funny if he, she, like, ran by him and he had the hose and he chose to put the house out instead of her. Yeah, I mean, like, this is, this somebody, either this really didn't happen or somebody's just really hurting to get a promotion. So, we're staying within the great state of Florida because that is the theme for this week's episode. And, again, we come up with a place that I just can't pronounce. It's Okahumpaka, Florida, I believe. Okahumpaka. I'm, I'm going to go with that, dude. O-K-A-H-U-M-P-K-A. Okahumpaka. I can't think of any other way to say it. I'm sure it's probably some Indian name, and I just... I don't know, but... Uh, are you okay? I think I just broke buck. Uh, oh, you can't broke buck, man. You can't do that, but you definitely prime the pump for my laugh box so i can't wait to hear what happened here well a florida man hit an officer with a shovel and stole a law enforcement car to try and escape thursday authorities said and this is being reported by the associated press who if you're working for the associated press i expect you to have a little bit better grasp of of writing so when a florida inmate hit an officer with a shovel and stole a quote law enforcement car what the hell is a law enforcement car? And who the shit are you quoting? Like, I, I, I have worked with many cops, and I don't think any of them have ever called it anything even close to, this is my law enforcement car. <laughs> Again, this is okay. This is the Associated Freaking Press. So you, you, you go on the AP, you, 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 most of the time you don't actually get the, the reporter's name. But 
Uh, a Florida inmate hit an officer with a shovel and stole a law enforcement car to try and escape Thursday. Orange County Sheriff's deputies were called to the scene around 1 p.m. on December 3rd after it was reported an inmate escaped from the Florida Department of Corrections custody, according to the agency. The inmate who I, who identity hasn't been released hit a correctional officer with a shovel before driving away, investigators said. Okay, so let's look at this again. Uh, the inmate escaped from the Florida Department of Corrections custody. I don't think you need the word custody because if he was with the Florida Department of Corrections and he escaped, he was probably in custody. Uh, one one would be able to presume that, yes. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, I do like how they did not refer to him as a guard, but I don't know what a... Cor- uh, he hit a correctional officer. It, you, it's probably proper to say corrections officer, uh, but I'll let that slide, I guess with a shovel before driving away. So was he already in the car when he had the shovel? And I guess the, the question, you know, really does have to be asked, where the hell did he get a shovel? And why was he in an area that had access to a shovel and a vehicle without being cuffed? It wasn't a vehicle. It was a law enforcement car. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> Regardless. Regardless. Well, in in the whole ordeal, the officer did sustain minor injuries. A sheriff's helicopter joined in the search and ended up spotting the inmate when he crashed the agency pickup truck near Okahumpaka. So now we know it's a it's a law enforcement pickup truck. Nah, man, we might be dealing with a real mastermind here because he he absconded in a law enforcement car and was caught. In a truck. In an agency that, pickup truck. In an agency <laughs> pickup truck. This indicates to me that there, there, this may have been an inside job, Raz. This, I, I'm just, no, I mean, like, I mean, did, gotta, did he, oh. did he go back and like say, you know what, a sedan's just not my style, and pick up a truck instead? <laughs> you know what? I, anything's possible. Like I said, inside job, man. This screams inside job. I'm thinking oceans. 21, maybe? More like Ocean's, Ocean's More like Ocean's 2. Uh, he was arrested by the Leesburg Police Department, according to Lieutenant Joe Losey. Uh, the inmate ran a, a reed light. I shit you not. The inmate ran a reed light, hit an SUV, and caused a four-car crash during his escape. The Florida Highway Patrol said, it isn't clear where the inmate is serving time or what he is charged with. New charges weren't immediately released. Yeah, because what's... <laughs> we, they really don't want the details of this getting out, but they did find the right reporter who couldn't be bothered to even spell check, let alone figure out what... You know, ever heard the term police car before? Or you know, just <laughs> agencies pickup truck or law enforcement car and the inmate read a light hit ran a read light i mean you know what it's a police car it's a county truck and it's a fucking red light like dude seriously like seriously i went to public school i went to public school and i can tell you with extreme confidence that it is a police car a county truck and a red light in fairness, take, it might not be a county take, truck. It could be a state truck. But. 
You know what? Regardless, it is but, not. No, but no. Regardless, nothing. My highly, highly dyslexic ass, who that's not a joke, folks. It actually is real. Um, would write better than this. This, this dribble. I now I know why the person's name actually isn't on the article. <laughs> They're just gonna say, "Yeah, I work for the Associated Press." So I, that that really leads me to say that the next time that I've I just get so disgruntled at work that I can't take it anymore, I can quit. And go get a job at the AP. This is this is a, a good fallback. Now, I do have one question for you though. Who do you think is getting more shit in their in their co-workers locker room right now? The guy who wrote this article or the CEO who is dumb enough to get ran over by an inmate oh, with a shovel. That's that's not even that's not even in question. I'm sure that the, uh, the, the, the AP writer is sitting around smelling their own farts right now, and everyone's telling them they smelled great. And I'm sure that CO is wishing that they could crawl under the prison right now. Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh, my God. He's eating his, his lunch. He's taking his lunch breaks in the prison kitchen. Like, he doesn't even want to be in the officer's dining room. This guy's now, just going right. Now, if he was in the kitchen, the inmates would be on his ass. He's sitting in the freaking locker room in a bathroom stall, sitting on the toilet to eating his lunch. That's where this guy's at. Yeah, yeah he's got his AirPods in. He's listening to the Chicago. No, uh, he, should be, he should be listening to the Social Liability Podcast. That's all I'm saying. This is true, too. <laughs> this is true, too. I mean, like, we can't make you cry like Peter Cetera. We don't have that kind of emotional je ne sais what. But what we do have is a cornucopia of plagiarized quips. And and stupid you know, movie references. <laughs> yes. And you can you cannot like you can't you just can't substitute anything else for that. Period. I can't remember where I was going with that, so you just like take 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 the ball here, Raz. Well, uh... <laughs> I, I've I've known many of people who have had inmates try something, and I've I've you know known of escape attempts, and I had one situation where I had an inmate out that made me kind of believe that there was a, an escape attempt afoot, um, but I, I don't know of anybody who's actually had it happen other than like uh, a constable that I knew that had a uh, an inmate escape on him. <laughs> And then became deputy warden of a prison. But uh, hey, that's besides the point. Uh, you know, it just doesn't happen that often that that someone escapes from prison custody. So if it happens to you and you're a corrections officer, you might want to find a different line of work. Yeah, yeah. Now that now yeah. I, I make that comment and that joke about that guy, but I actually really liked him. And uh, uh, same here, same here. And and when when he was offered a job uh, like a permanent job as our as our warden and he didn't take it, I literally walked in. He was a deputy warden at the time. I walked into his office and cussed him out. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that that same man is the only reason I was able to attend your bachelor party. He was the one that bought my guitar and my amplifier. Well, he also set it up so you could get my like vacation day approved without me knowing it too. I think. We... Yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> I'm ready to go to work, and they show up at my house and say, nope, I'm going to the titty bar. Nope, we are going to the titty bar. And we went to several, actually. And, um, yeah, Ruth Chris, uh, it was okay. <laughs> you know what? I personally, I like the pre-dinner entertainment better. 
which was the waiter at Ruth's Chris trying to rudely, like, dismiss a a group of patrons because they did not fit what he deemed the necessary like appearance of a Ruth's Chris customer. You know, I don't, and was I... and was very rudely shut up by the guy looking right back at him with like a fistful of money going. I will deal with anyone but you. And I was just like, and that's how you enter a place with panache. Yeah, like, I, you guys must have yeah. kept you guys must have kept me from this. I don't think I've heard this story. And I was there. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's like maybe, you know, seven or eight black people came in and waiter just snooty, snooty, like waiter host, whoever goes up and goes well, you know, blah, blah, blah. You want a table for, you know, six people, five, five, six people, whatever. Well, I just want to let you know that it is a bit expensive here. And the guy's just like, are you, are you shitting me? Like he was even, 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 uh, even our skittish friend who was with us for the evening, the one who, uh, ran from a stripper. Yeah. Yes. Even he was sitting there with like the insert dick here face on over that. He was like, Oh, I do vaguely remember when we were looking at the menus yeah. and the guy says, you know, this is very expensive. I do remember yeah. that. And, and that guy just like, the dude coming in was just like, I'm going to deal with anybody here but you. Like, go to hell. I thought it was great. I really did. I thought it was awesome. Guy just like completely served this snooty, like, host. And it was great. <laughs> And then we got the, the the rock star treatment at scores before <laughs> before it just ugh. yeah that was a good night and we we were gonna have an episode it was Raz's bachelor party because it was an epic night and I can tell the story how I almost got into a fight with um, the, the Baltimore Ravens quarterback Todd Heap I believe he's I don't know what the hell I, I'm not a football guy so I don't know <laughs> yeah I don't even own a football bat. <laughs> Home run. <laughs> well, let's get to the main yeah. event of the evening. And this is a great story. And as soon as you sent this to me, I thought, this is it. This is it. This is going to be anchor for the show. This is going to be it. I knew it, too. I knew it, too. DNA proves William Shatner isn't Florida Man's dad after all. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Bum. <laughs> Well, a life insurance salesman. So right there, right there. That's that's the whole tone for the whole story. He's a fucking life insurance salesman. Oh my gosh! I just got, just turned my mic off. I you might hear a gunshot. That's just me putting myself out of my own misery. Well, a life insurance salesman who was sent on a quest to prove that William Shatner is his father has learned the hard truth that he's not really related to the Star Trek actor thanks to a DNA test. Man, man, this this is Somebody, this oh, is so man. epic. The way this one's written, uh, this is being reported by Page Six dot com, ah, via the Tamp Times slash Tampa Bay Times via Zuma Wire. So this thing is getting out there. So I'm sure you've probably yeah, seen it by now. Well, is it written by a person who evidently had a great time, even like looking at this article to write it, like? <laughs> Like if I were the if I were the guy who was tasked with getting this story out to the internet, I would just be sitting at my desk, chortling. Like 
you wouldn't have to lift a thing. All you'd have to do is make a bunch of recorded phone calls, make sure you got your shit straight, and you can put together something that is just gold. <laughs> I can't wait. Well, the next paragraph makes it even better because Peter Shatner, who allegedly changed his name from Peter Sloan last year, used Ancestry.com to identify his biological father, a comedian, a Canadian man named Benjamin Chick. Friedman, who died in 2001, the Tampa Bay Times reported on Wednesday. Peter, 63, uploaded his DNA to the site in 2009 in hopes of finding genetic matches through relatives of the man better known as Captain Kirk. (laughs) Some 11 years later, the Clearwater man found his link to Friedman's children when his daughter agreed to take a DNA test in October, according to the report. The test came back positive that she was my half-sibling, Peter told the newspaper. His biological mother told him in 1984 his father was either William Shatner, now 89, or a man she remembered solely as Chick. (laughs) (laughs) What? Let me read that sentence. No, no, I'm going to read that sentence to you again. His biological mother told him in 1984 his father was either William Shatner, now 89, or a man she remembered solely as Chick. (laughs) Wow. So, Mama got around. (laughs) It's either a homeless guy or William Shatner, one of the two, I don't know. You know that was just a really rough year for me. I could have been, I could have been really high on the hog when it happened, or I could have been really down in the dumps. Hey, Kel, it could have been Gene I, Simmons. I don't know. <laughs> I was torn with the dead too. So <laughs> that led Peter, a former radio host who now sells life insurance, to call the actor to take a DNA test for the next thirty-six years. <laughs> a request he repeatedly denied. So for 36 years, this dude's been harassing William Shatner to take a DNA test. <laughs> oh. That, oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Wow. Well, Peter also tried to sue William Shatner in March of 2016 for $170 million, claiming his birth mother, late Canadian actress Kathy McNeil, had an affair with the actor in Toronto prior to his birth at the New York hospital in December of 1956. McNeil then gave Peter up for adoption days later. <laughs> and why that's worth $170 million, I don't know, but okay. Uh, uh, like, I'm, like, who affixes a monetary value to this kind of shit? Uh, I'm sure I don't know. Well, I, actually, I do know. His name is Peter. <laughs> uh, William, Sh- William Shatner, however, flatly denied the claims that Peter is his son, saying he's trying to profit off of the connection. Mr. Shatner has three lovely daughters, but no sons, Shatner's rep told Page Six in 2016. Mr. Shatner is aware of the lawsuit, but there's nothing because he isn't his father <laughs> I mean god dang I mean if this guy was still a radio host I would say this is entirely a publicity thing but I think it, it probably started out that way and then uh, you know after he his radio career floundered and he started shelling insurance like all f- failed individuals do 
You guys go to hell. Go to hell. <laughs> I got sick, you asshole. I got sick. I got I got I went to You sold insurance and you sold used cars. You know what? And I was good at both. <laughs> so well, go to hell. <laughs> Peter insisted his legal fight to prove the Star Trek actor was his dad was never about wanting his money, claiming he intended to renounce any inheritance if a DNA test was taken. October's revelation was jolting since he's never met his biological father, he said. I've never had the opportunity to sit and talk to him. I just wanted to know where I came from. Peter said he's now obviously seeking to change his name again, likely back to Sloan, the newspaper reported. I found out, I found what I was looking for, he said. It took time and it was a fight, but I did it. I finally know where I came from. Yeah, some dude named Chick. <laughs> this dude was like obsessed. He made it his life for 36 years. He was trying to... Get it's William... almost as long as we've been alive. For try for like thirty six years, he was trying to get some of William Shatner's spit. How's that for you? So much so that he changed his name to Shatner. He legally changed his name. Oh my gosh! I mean, oh my, oh my gosh! Oh, I mean, the hubris for starters, but two. Why is it that important to you? I, I have to imagine it started as a publicity thing and it just became an obsession. I can't think of any other reason. Especially when he changed his name. <coughs> we're, we're coughing him to death. <laughs> I just... Oh my gosh. There's just... There's, there's a certain... There is a certain degree of stupid that this whole whole like charade falls under and i just i can't put my finger on what it is right now there's a word for it florida i just don't know it <laughs> that'll work thank you <laughs> i mean he got used his anhistory.com to find a half sister so he could find his biological mother his biological mother tells him well your father's some dude named chick or william shatner <laughs> And he goes on a crusade, nay, a quest, to locate the DNA of William Shatner. <laughs> you know what? I bet you he wakes up in the morning, looks at himself in the mirror one, one day, and goes, there's no way that my dad's name is fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> this, is like Sheldon, this is like Sheldon Cooper getting the, the, the napkin with Leonard Nimoy's DNA on it. <laughs> I laughed so hard when I saw that episode of Big Bang Theory. Like I still, <laughs> I still, <laughs> I still laugh at my. I can't even finish. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, whatever. Well, that that was four stories from the great state of Florida. Unfortunately, that's all we have for this episode. <laughs> oh man. But you can always catch us each and every week on so many podcasting platforms, uh, as well as our YouTube channel. If you just search for the Mount Moon Crew, it seems very odd that we would name the Mount Moon Crew, but we are. <laughs> yep. Uh, we have other platforms uh, for our podcast that are just, you know, we're actually, I'm finding new platforms that we're on that I didn't even know about. Our RSS feed for the podcast that gets sent out to all the different providers is getting picked up by other services. 
And I'm just, if you search for the, the Social Liability Podcast and you'll find us everywhere. It's kind of ridiculous that we don't have more viewers, more listeners than we do. <laughs> so, um, that being Man, said, we got, we, we, we got our, we got our, uh, our noble nine. Our you know? noble nine. <laughs> well, that, that being said, I will say this the Social Liability Podcast is 100% free. The only thing we ask is that you pay attention that you pay attention yes indeed the podcast is free share it with a friend tell anybody that will listen that you need to listen to the social liability podcast and i know not a day goes by that you don't hear someone say hey you should listen to this podcast but here's the thing folks your content creators out there that you're getting stuff like this from it doesn't cost you anything and the only thing we really want to do is keep our sanity because i haven't left this bloody house except to go to work uh, since March of 2020, and here we are in December, and um, you know, Scoots I've over... left my home. I have left my home a total of 11 times this calendar year. That's right, 11 times I have exited the doors of my home. Listen to the damn podcast. <laughs> Share it with your damn friend. Help me keep my damn sanity, please. <laughs> That being said, folks, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week on the Social Liability Podcast. 